You're listening to the Boss Yourself First podcast, Season 2, Episode 6. If you want to be an effective leader, the first person you want to lead effectively is yourself. Self-leadership helps you create better relationships and a more fulfilling life, and in turn, lead others in a more authentic and impactful way. If this piques your interest, then stick around. I'm Robin White, your host, and this is Boss Yourself First. Hello, friends. I hope you are well. Welcome to the Boss Yourself First podcast. I'm so glad you're here. And if you're here in the U.S., chances are you've had some pretty intense weather situations of late, so I hope you're all safe and warm. We are on episode six of our season talking about constraint, which we're defining as a limitation or a parameter imposed by outside circumstances or by ourselves that inspire innovation and creativity to accomplish a desired result. So that's our definition of constraint. We've been working all season on how to process it. And like I said, we're six weeks in. So far, we've discussed about what a constraint is, and we've talked about the freedom to focus that it can provide. We've also talked about the stages of processing constraint and worked on our question thinking to move through those stages. We've discussed the propelling question and the power of can-if statements as a framework for innovation. And last week, we talked about building an abundance mentality as we look for resources to leverage constraint. And it's been a great journey so far. Because these episodes build on each other, I would encourage you to go back if you missed one so that you get the whole picture. Well, today we're bringing back a familiar topic because we spent our first season exploring emotions. And then we were specifically looking at how to build emotional agility. Today, though, we're looking at bringing in the motivating power of emotions into the process of leveraging constraint. We're just kind of starting that conversation today because I really want to focus in on a particular method that we're going to unpack uh, and do a little bit of a deep dive with. I shared recently with you all that my youngest daughter has uh, completed the college application process. Yay! We're super excited that it's done. But in talking through the questions from her applications, I asked her to describe herself. We were also doing a little bit of, of interview prep, and I said, you'll probably be asked to describe yourself in some form or other. And so she said that she's a realistic optimist. (laughs) And we enjoyed unpacking what that meant for her. And honestly, I think my young Padawan may have articulated a key viewpoint for today's work here on the podcast. It was a fun coincidence because we were actually just talking about it a few days ago. On the podcast today, we're looking at the power of positivity linked to the realistic view of obstacles as we process constraint. And like I said, we're going to take a deep dive into this technique, and it's a practice called mental contrasting. Before we dive into the explanation of what mental contrasting is, you might be asking how this practice ties into processing constraint. Well, I'm so glad you asked. The the authors of our book for the season called A Beautiful Constraint, they built upon the technique of mental contrasting, to build this sustaining emotional motivation in the process of making constraint beautiful. 
to try and get the results that they that we want or that we're going for when we're processing a constraint. So let me say that again because I felt like it was a little bit muddled. Basically, they use this method of mental contrasting to maintain motivation all the way through this process of leveraging constraint. So I promise it fits, but I want you to understand what mental contrasting is and discover how to use it for yourselves. We go for practical self-leadership application here on Boss Yourself First, so let's learn about mental contrasting. This technique was created by Gabrielle Oettingen in 1999, just as positive psychology was really building momentum. Well, she decided to put positive thinking to the test. And I'm going to sort of meld a lot of her her experimental design in testing her research Um I'm going to put it all kind of together and really sum it up. You can definitely do a deep dive and look at the individual exercises. But the basic framework for her many experiments uh, were comparing some different groups that were given some different ways to focus. So the first group uh, would focus on their goal and really imagine what it would be like to achieve that goal. Pretty foundational work in positive thinking. So they were given a goal, they visioned it out, and really really grabbed hold of the feelings they would experience for getting those results. And when they felt their motivation fading, they refocused on that vision. Well, she compared that group to another group who spent their time visioning out obstacles, things that could stop them from getting to their goal and getting the results they wanted. One more group was entered into the mix, and this group did both. They did both the positive visioning and the realistic visioning of obstacles. Both the wholly positive group and the wholly negative group were much less likely to stay the course and get their results. The group that succeeded most often was the hybrid group that did both. Like my daughter, they were positive realists. When they lost motivation around their goal, they revisited the vision of facing the obstacles, and the vision of achieving their results. Dr. Oettingen concluded that the most predictable aspect of success involved comparing and contrasting these positive and negative aspects of future desired results. And that's what she coined as mental contrasting. So in an article for the New York Times, Oettingen says, positive thinking is pleasurable, but that doesn't mean it's good for us. Like so much of life, attaining goals requires a balanced and moderate approach, neither dwelling on the downsides nor a forced jumping for joy. Now, we're going to talk in our next episode about how Barden and Morgan, the authors of A Beautiful Constraint, use mental contrasting in processing that constraint. I want to spend the rest of our time today on how you can use mental contrasting with your goals. Dr. Erdogan created a method called WHOOP that I'm going to walk through with you here, and I'll have a downloadable worksheet for you on my website that can help you give it a try. And also, Dr. Erdogan's website offers some fantastic resources if you want to go a little bit further exploring on your own. I really like this method because it's basically self-coaching. And this is a lot of what a coach does with her clients. We look at desired results. We look at what needs to happen to get the results. We plan for obstacles. And yes, it's great to have a coach work with you through this process. 
and a coach can bring their own observations to help you explore. But you, my friends, as self-leaders, can take on this work on your own. And I would recommend, because here's another thing coaches would do, is I would recommend you add some support resources and some accountability, but the WOOP method is a great starting point. And you may catch me out here. I have lived in Colorado for... um just over 32 years, and I really feel like it's home, but my formative years were mostly in Texas, and I keep wanting to call this a whoop method instead of a whoop method, but it is a whoop method, so (laughs) there we go. You may catch me in my inconsistency, but I will try to keep it pure. All right, so here is the whoop method. First, you think about your wish. What is your wish? The, The W in whoop is for wish. Is it professional, relational, self-leadership? You may come up with several. So just pick one that feels the most important. The one that would have the greatest impact on multiple areas of your life. Your wish needs to meet three criteria. Is it important to you, which we've already talked about? Is it a challenge? And is it something you can accomplish? Choose a wish that is within your power to fulfill in a relatively short time, meaning two or three months. If your wish is bigger than that, try breaking it down into smaller wishes. So capture your wish in just a few words. Then we move on to the first O, which is outcome. What is the best outcome of that wish being fulfilled? Really take time to imagine the outcome. What would it accomplish? How would you feel having that wish fulfilled? And capture those outcome feelings in just a few words. Then we move on to the second O in WHOOP, which is obstacle. What is the obstacle within you that keeps you from fulfilling that wish? And this may take a couple of layers to get down to the real obstacle. The key here is the words within you, because first you're going to say, I'm busy or I don't have time. But you know that we make the time for the things that are important and how we use our time tells us what our real priorities are. So dig deeper. What's the obstacle within you that keeps you from fulfilling the wish? Now, really imagine that obstacle showing up. What do you feel when it shows up? And capture that obstacle in just a few words. And finally, we're at the P in WHOOP. Now we plan with what is called if-then statements. And don't confuse these with our um, can-if statements <laughs> from uh, from a beautiful constraint, the ones we worked on in uh, one of our past episodes. These are if-then statements. I suspect that Barden and Morgan were inspired by the if-then statements when they came up with their own can-if statements. These are our plans. What can you do to overcome the obstacle you've visioned? What is one thing you can tell yourself to overcome it? And what's one action you can perform to help yourself overcome it? And then we put those into the if-then statements. Basically, it's if, it's a blank, because that's where you plug in the obstacle. So if the obstacle shows up, then I will tell myself whatever strategy you came up with. And then if the obstacle shows up, then I will, and you put in the action that you came up with. These are your planning statements. So when you feel your energy flagging toward fulfilling your wish, circle back to the words in your vision. And when you encounter obstacles, work your plan. 
Okay, let's work through a scenario to see how this plays out. Frequently, the most dear or important wish, especially as shorts and swimsuit season approaches, is to get more fit, maybe lose some inches and have more energy. Let's say that the wish is to get more fit. That's the wish. We've defined it. There's the W. The outcome. If that were my wish and it was fulfilled, I would have more energy to do things with my family. I would feel better in my clothes and I would be stronger. I would feel those emotions. The feelings I would have would be confidence and graceful. I can picture myself leaving the house and hopefully 2021 will hold a lot more of leaving the house. So I'm leaving the house and going for a long walk with my dog along the river near my home. I'm smiling and I'm feeling good. So there's my outcome. Obstacles. There's that second O. Obstacles within me. So the first time I ask myself, I might say, "Mm, letting myself be distracted from my workouts and eating non-nutritive food. Those might be obstacles, but let's dig a little deeper because those might just be the symptoms of the obstacle. So the real obstacle that's within me is a lack of belief that I can really get there and be more fit. Then I move on to plan. When I feel a lack of belief that shows up as being distracted and not eating well, I will tell myself, this is my if-then statement, if it shows up, I will tell myself, it's okay, I still believe in you. When I feel my obstacles show up, here's my next if-then statement, I will prove my belief by getting a brief two minutes of movement in and a glass of water. So that's my action. When I start feeling like it's not going to happen and that belief, that lack of belief shows up, I'm going to get up. I'm going to commit to two minutes of movement. I'll set an alarm, do two minutes of movement and get a glass of water. Very quick, very doable actions. And that's the WHOOP method for looking to fulfill a wish. So I hope you try it. Remember, I have a WHOOP worksheet for you at bossyourselffirst.com under the resources for this episode. Try it and tell me about it. Tell me on the website or on Facebook in the Boss Yourself First Facebook group or DM me on Instagram. In fact, I'll tell you what, I host a Facebook Live for the Boss Yourself First Facebook group every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Mountain Time, and next Monday, I'm going to use that time to lead a WHOOP session. It'll only take us about five minutes or so, but you'll get to work through your WHOOP worksheet with me. So join the group and I'll see you in there. I'm going to close us out today with a couple of quotes. This one is from Gabrielle Oettingen, the creator of the WHOOP method, and she says, mental contrasting is a reality-bound and solution-focused practice that may help you and your clients reach new heights with unwavering motivation, even in the face of life's biggest challenges. Positive thinking, she's contrasting it with positive thinking only, fools our minds into perceiving that we've already attained our goal, slackening our readiness to pursue it. And I really like that. I like that because... She's helping us realize that just thinking about that vision of what it's going to be like when we get our wish can actually trick our brains into thinking we've done it. Isn't that interesting? That our brains have a hard time discerning our thoughts and visions about something, our imaginations about something, and reality. I found this to be true uh, when I was writing my first novel. I... um 
if I talked too much about it, if I planned it out too much in my head, I really dropped in motivation because it felt like I'd already done it instead of actually getting the words on the page. So I've been more mindful of that as I've been pursuing writing my second book. The last quote I want to leave with you is from Viktor Frankl, and we tapped into his wisdom in season one. And here he is again as one of my favorite thought leaders. And he says, Our answer must consist not in talk and meditation, but in right action and in right conduct. Life ultimately means taking the responsibility to find the right answer to its problems and to fulfill the tasks which it constantly sets for each individual. Let's let that sink in for a minute. Basically, my friends, get out there and take action. Use the WHOOP method, make a plan, get going, and boss yourselves first. I'll talk to you next week. Take care, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you found something to grab hold of and apply in your life. As always, any link or information mentioned in this episode can be found at bossyourselffirst.com in the podcast section. And if we haven't connected yet, and I would love to, DM me on Instagram at Boss Yourself First or come to the Boss Yourself First Facebook page and let me know how you're doing and what you think. I would really love to meet you. Thanks for being here and being you. Now get out there and lead with courage and kindness and boss yourself first and add your amazingness to the world. We sure need it. Talk to you soon, my friends.